0: The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's Favorite House. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Knocking at the door. House. We thank God for the God reading service last weekend. Wasn't that amazing? You know we give God all the glory we give him all the praise and we want to encourage you to um, share your testimonies and you know declare God's goodness and see what God will will yet do um, in your life as you can see i'm I'm currently out of town but like like I said last week we have a big big surprise for us um, this weekend um this weekend we have someone that is uh, she regards herself as an honorary member of God's favorite house and um, well I, you know my wife and I say that she's actually a member in diaspora you know <laughs> of God's favorite house hopefully she will come back home um, and she is um, like I said not a stranger a member of God's favorite house and she's been with us I mean from the beginning one of the very few people that that stood with us you know when Gospel with house started a lot of people decided us one of the very few people that 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 stood with us you know um when it just started so um she's she comes very often and um even though it's her first time ministering and i want us to put our hands together for the lord as we invite pastor or omayuku to bring the word of god from the throne of
1: heaven. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. He forgot to say that I'm not very techy. But that will soon change. Praise the name of the Lord. I am indeed, I don't know why he said she calls herself. I am an honorary member. It's not her calling myself. And he's supposed to be providing my card very shortly. So I just thank God that I'm here this evening. I give God all the glory. It's a privilege to me. Every time I stand to minister, it's a privilege to me. I don't joke with it, I take it very seriously. Anytime you have to do anything for God, be grateful. Even if it's just to sweep, He has so many other people that could do it. I thank God for this house, I thank God for your pastor. I've known him for a while. I can, you know, there are very few people you can say that they pay the price. He does. He does. It it, it, is, you know, he does. He does. So it's not many pastors that pay the price. He does. He didn't just jump into it. He yielded to God. I just thank God that we are here this evening. Just before we start, let's bow our heads. I want you to worship God. I want you to focus on God. As the choir helps me with this song. I'm sure you know it. It's an old song, though.
2: Great is the Lord. He's greatly to.
1: his glory and his greatness I want you to be very present as you take that song, spirit, soul
2: and body, let's worship God with the song Great is the Lord
1: else's words if you don't see him how can you praise him don't lie to him for two minutes I want you to lift up your voices and exalt God if there's only one thing you know about him that makes him great to you just say it to him just say to him exalt him he's worthy of praise he's God glorious in holiness his eyes cannot behold iniquity he's the God that keeps covenant, the same yesterday today and forever he's our God and our King he's our maker, he's our maker he's the strength of our life we exalt his name we magnify his name we give him praise we adore him, he's worthy of praise thank you Jesus hallelujah in Jesus name we have prayed heavenly father Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time in your presence. We honor you, O God. There's no doubt that you are great. You are greatly to be praised. Heavenly Father, you have done awesome things. Even if we didn't know, the testimonies that were shared a few minutes ago, they tell of your greatness. You are an awesome God. It's a privilege to belong to you, O God. It's a privilege, one we don't take for granted, O God. Thank you so much for paying the price for this awesome privilege for us. God, we appreciate you. We love you so much. Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence here. Lord, this gathering is unto you. Please, as we look into your word, reveal yourself in your word, O God. Heavenly Father, please reveal yourself, O God. You gathered us here for a reason. Lord, let that purpose be achieved today in the name of Jesus. Be exalted, oh Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, Praise the name of the Lord. Please, I'm going to crave your indulgence for like two minutes. Um, we are going to read the Word of God together and then you will be seated through the sermon. We are going to read the scripture together from we'll read from exodus 15 we'll read verses 20 to 23 together when we read the word of god i like to encourage us to declare the word there is power in declaration so you are not just reading i want you to read it with power you are speaking the word into the atmosphere the bible says everything god made he made how by his word so every time god is creating his speaking his word has power so when we speak his word today i want us to declare that word praise the name of the lord exodus 15 we are going to read 20 all the way to 23 please can you put it on the screen so that we we'll all read the same version let's put the king james on the by on the screen 20 to 23 let's read it together and Miriam the prophetess the sister of Aaron took a timbrel in her hand and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances and Miriam answered them sing ye to the Lord for he had triumphed gloriously the horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea and they went out into the wilderness of Shur and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Please be seated. So... At this point in scripture, God had just done some great miracle. Never before had anyone heard about any sea being parted. It's not something that had entered into the mind of anybody or been conceived by anybody. So the people were excited. God was powerful. Who would have thought that there was a God that could do such a thing? The same, you know, we were here on Sunday. I had great testimonies. I know that God answered me. People have shared their testimonies. I know for certain. I haven't seen the manifestation of some, you know. But I know. And a lot of us were here on Sunday, and we knew for certain that God answered. The question I want to ask you today is this. How are you today? we danced on Sunday, we were excited, we jumped, the power of God was present. Miriam, they danced, they saw God. Who could have held the waters? He did it in such an incredible way. Thereafter, they went three days journey and there was no water. My question to you is, where are you today please ask the person beside you where are you today where are you today i i had asked if they could put okay i wanted us to see some video clip of this awesome work that god did just because some of us to some of us is a story i mean this just reminds gives us an idea of how it happened please can you show the video I hope you you found one. Thank you. name of the Lord. You know, I, I, my heart's desire was, you know, for us to play for a few more minutes, but we don't have time for that. Now, this is what happened. It was a normal day. Just like the Sunday you and I came to church. And then, these people were trapped. They found themselves trapped. After God had delivered them from their enemies, And God said to Moses, stretch forth that thing in your hand. He said, why are you troubling me? Why are you worrying about this thing? Why? God had answered the prayer. In fact, God had promised 400 years before this time. He had told Abraham that 400 years from now, I would take your your children back. I will take Israel back back. I would deliver them. Year one, year two, year three, and it was going on. Then one day, God went himself, got Moses to show you that he was very interested in solving the problem. Went himself, got Moses from where Moses was, brought Moses back, took Moses through all the experience he went through with Pharaoh. And then on this particular day, The people were set free, and they thought, oh, thank you, Jesus. Their prayers had been answered, and then Pharaoh started to pursue them. Some people had been set free, and set free, finally, there was no enemy running after them. But these people, they looked back just as they started to rejoice. And then there was Pharaoh and the army of Israel, and they looked in front of them. There was a river. A huge big sea that they could not even do anything about. No bridge, no boat. And thank God that somebody looked at God and cried unto God again. And then God parted the Red Sea. The Bible account, we didn't have enough time because it was just today that I told them about this. So I really appreciate the effort to get this. The Bible account, what I like about the way the Bible says it is that just with the blast from his nostrils, it took just air coming out of his nostrils. There was no noise about it. Even the water began to part. The Bible says, at his presence, mountains begin to skip like rams. Just the blast of his nostrils, and the water just began to separate. The interesting thing about god is that you know the bible says he did this work all night god is interesting he could have done it in one second he did it all night and the next day the people saw they walked all night on dry ground when they woke they were like this thing has cleared they walked you know got to the other side they were jumping singing dancing and rightly so who had seen such a thing before it was a it was such an awesome display of the power of god and what i find what i like the most about it is that when the enemy even pursued them into the water god didn't say stop him before he entered you know how sometimes you think ah Okay, this enemy is going to stop. Now they've seen the power of God. But they are still following you. And you are wondering, God, at what point are they going to stop? You know. And then God used the very same water to destroy them. Just once. He already had his plan. So they had to pursue the children of Israel. So the Bible tells us that these people, they sang, they danced. As soon as they left that situation, the reality of life hits them. What we consider the reality of life. And then at that point in time, you question yourself because you're asking, what is reality? And, you know, some people will say to you, let's face reality, Ojari. That was Sunday. There was power, we prayed. We are not doubting. But now the truth is um, we have to face the reality of life. And you know what? There is life. It's just that God is more real than life. What makes him more difficult? Why it becomes difficult to accept the reality of God is that he's a God that you do not see. So it makes him look a little more complicated than he is. So like I said, where are you today? And I believe that God sent me with a very clear assignment this evening. I have three groups of people to talk to. One is those that actually felt that, you know, their prayers were answered and they are waiting. They haven't seen the manifestation. And it happened, the same thing happened that the last God will do it again service. You prayed and you felt, ah ah, my prayers were answered. And you didn't see the manifestation. You knew there was power. But nothing has happened to change your circumstance. And you heard other people's testimony. So you are wondering what's going on. The second category of people that God sent me to tonight, those people that have received the answers have become, you know, apparent. They've seen the manifestation, as we say in Christian parlance. You know, we have our own language. <laughs> They've seen the manifestation. But it's most likely they will lose the miracle because their mind has not expanded to accommodate the reality of this new thing that has happened. The thing, one of the things we don't adjust our minds to is that every blessing comes with responsibility. A new set of responsibilities. So, if you get the answer and live like you have not received the answer, you are most likely going to lose that blessing. And it won't be God's fault. Your mind just de- rejected it. The third group of people that I believe God sent me to tonight are people who are dancing and they're about to walk into Mara. I just want you to know that it's a journey. You will go from one to the next, to the next, and to the next. Somebody said to me, she said, she was married for a few years and she didn't have children. And we were believing God. And one day she got pregnant. She found she was pregnant. That morning, she woke me up with a scream that was so annoying because I had prayed at night. I slept, I had, she woke me up like maybe an hour after I slept. And she was so excited. I said, what's the matter? She said, Pastor B, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm so excited. Three months down the line, she came, she told me, she said, Pastor B, let me tell you the truth. I thought that once I find that I'm pregnant, I would not have any problems again. She said, I, that, she said, no, I'm not lying about it. That, you know, I used to, when I see people that are married, have children, praying when we have programs, I'll be saying, what are these people praying about? They are married, they have children. She said, I never knew, I used to judge them so harshly. She said, but I'm pregnant now, Pastor B, I have plenty problems. So I started laughing there will always be new issues. They don't define God. They don't reduce God. They don't affect him one way or the other. Let me tell you something which I want you to have at the back of your mind. Whether it was powerful or not, there is what you call life. The Bible says we are not of this world, but we are where in this world. So, you know, they say life happens. There's only one, the the Bible talks about the prince of the power of the air. He doesn't think anything good. He only thinks evil. So, you know, things happen in life. Life happens sometimes. Not even that somebody was plotting evil against you. The Bible tells us about Jesus Christ. He was the one that said, oh yeah, Let's go in this boat across. As they were sitting in the boat, Jesus was there. Nothing. One storm just arose from somewhere. The storm was gathering strength as they were there, gathering strength. So they it started. Water started entering the boat where Jesus was. The good thing was that Jesus knew what to do. That's why the Bible says that those that know they are God, they shall be strong and do exploits. Day-to-day living, if you live successfully from one day to the other, is exploit. That's the truth. Jesus Christ woke up, he just rebuked it. If you think it is so easy, you rebuke. What I'm trying to say is, it is major. Everything God does is major when satan comes that thing that we say life happens is the prince of the power of the air tossing things around he only has three objectives to do what to steal to kill and to destroy the one person that never forgets his assignment is satan the people that always forget are who Eh, it's not even non-believers those ones they are sharp we are the ones that we just say, God is in control. God is in control. It is well. It is well. It is well. So, life happens. So, you know, I want you to just have that at the back of your mind as an aside. It can happen, you know, anytime. While God is in the process of answering your prayer, what you should just do is make sure you are in charge. Don't let that thing or circumstance affect, or you know, don't let it distort the course of your journey, or you know, impact on the answer to your prayer. You just deal with it and move on. And people will be wondering that, ah, uh-uh, don't you have what well, Did Jesus Christ rebuke the storm with drama? No, now he just rebuked it and continued as if nothing happened. If the way the story is told it was as if. Something minor just happened. But the people were on the way to being drowned. It was not minor at all. I can imagine that I was in the boat. So those things happen, but they don't define where you are going. They don't. They shouldn't distort your journey. But there are times in life when God allows a service like that. You think that this service just... You know, the God will do it again just happened because one man thought it's nice to have such services. Eh, no, God orchestrated for it to hold. And it's with a purpose that on those occasions he will specially come down. So it's with a purpose. And God came down and he did his duty. So, whether or not you have seen the manifestation of the answers, I want you to know that God is at work. Whatever category you belong to, I want you to take the word of God and hide it in your heart. Hide the word that you hear today and the word that you study. Hide it in your heart as you wait on God for the manifestation of answers to your prayer. From one person to the other, it manifests differently. It may be the same topic. I had a testimony on that day of a woman that prayed about her boss. Her boss was frustrating her and they said that she had given terrible reports about her. And she prayed. And she shared what happened. God answered her prayer. In fact, they promoted her and they demoted the terrible boss. And you know, As we are, some people would have come that day, maybe prayed about a terrible boss, and they heard that testimony. You know how we like to say, we keyed into the testimony. Have you heard that before? Uh Then you get to the office the next day, the boss is more wicked than they were before. (laughs) The boss is waiting for you well and alive, and worse than they were before you went for that powerful service. What do you do when that happens to you? Because it happens. Yet you know that God was very present. And you know that God answered you. Has that changed God? You know, sometimes we tell ourselves, we say, oh, that has not changed God. But deep down in your heart, when you are alone, you feel like God has not been fair. To you, you don't tell anyone because they don't want you don't want them to think that uh, you are not serious. So it's all deep down inside you, especially when you are a minister. You better not tell anybody. So you keep it to yourself. Is there deep down? But you know, I want to ask you a question. Was it not the same God that hardened the heart of Pharaoh? God took the time to bring Moses all the way from where Moses was. You know, I don't know, I was saying to somebody one day that, I said, you can't like everything that I do. Because even if it was God, you won't like everything that he does. I said, I don't know, maybe you are such a wonderful Christian. Because if God asked me for advice, there are many things I would like to advise him about me, how he should do it in another way. Because I don't think that his way is the best. We don't agree on that. But we do know that his way is always best. It's just that sometimes we don't understand it. So there are times when you will naturally yield to God and his supremacy. The fact that he's the greatest and he's everything. And what he says, he commands will stand. So this, the, you go to the office and the boss is as wicked as ever before. Pharaoh just got worse. If I was Moses, I would say, uh-uh. they, I was on my own. You are the one that said you want to save the people. You called me. Every day you tell me to go and do one thing. When I get there, the man gets worse. Let's wait until you are sorted out about doing this thing. And that's the truth. Every day you come to the service when you go home. The people are more wicked than they were, but God is working. God is working. You don't know how. You must hold on to him to the end. If you look, I, I think about Moses and I think, you know, when the Bible says Moses was very meek, he must have been. As in, you know the Bible will not lie. But when I'm thinking about it in my mind, I really agree. Because he will go, then he will come back again. At some point, I would have given up. He will go, he will come back. God will say, okay, Moses, this time, just go. Turn the water into blood. And I will just, everything will be okay. He will turn the water into blood. The man will say, okay, come and take your people. As Moses is getting there, we he will hear that. The man has turned what I took blood to, and he has become more wicked than before. It's frustrating. Then God will go to him again and say, Go back. He will go back again. Many of us would have backslidden since. Will, and woe will betide your pastor if he looks for you and he does not have the solution, because you will be angry with him, because in your eyes, he is God. So you will take out your frustration on him and abuse him and his grandfather behind him. When God is walking, those words have destroyed some people's miracles because your words have power. So what are you saying? What is your confession? God is walking. Nobody knew that God's plan was that Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh would let the people go, but his heart would be so hardened that he would pursue them so that God would put a final seal to Pharaoh. God wanted to show Pharaoh that, look, I am God. So he wanted to finish him completely. And you know some people are like that in this world. Wickedness makes them stupid. How do you pursue people, pursue them to the river? You saw the sea part. you know that this water was all over this place before. Not just that it parted, you saw it on the right and on the left. Even if I was a Jew, as I'm going, I'll be praying, God, please don't let this water come back. Because the thing about God is he didn't put a wall to separate the water. The water was there. If you look right, you see it. If you look left, right, you see it. But you are just going. And you know that's how our work with God is. You are not going forward because you are not afraid sometimes. You are going forward because he said to go forward. Anybody that tells you that they are not afraid sometimes, they are lying. Sometimes you will be afraid. Then you do what? You remind yourself of the word of God again. You remind, it's to now live in the fear that is a problem. Because there's something called faith. That's where you should be living. So, Pharaoh was so stupid. He pursued them all in my place. They say, so they follow the mental water. That's daft. And that's how the devil is. Where he's trying to fulfill his objective of destroying. He doesn't think. And that's the truth. So God has a plan. He's working it out. The boss may be more wicked today than they've ever been. God is working it out. Your eyes should be on God and the word of God. And I'm not trying to sweet talk you. It is the word of God and it is truth. I've seen these things in real life. I've prayed with people concerning things that bothered me myself. I was trusting God. I remember once, uh, the exact same thing I prayed with the person about, the exact same thing. The next week I saw her, I said, ah, you didn't come back to tell me what happened. She said, ah, Pastor, I'm so sorry, I forgot. God sorted me out completely. That day I went back to Memphis. I said, please, God, whatever happened to me? I had the same problem. You have not sorted it out yet. God chooses the way he wants to walk. And he chooses the way he will resolve whatever issue he has to resolve. The, the way God wants us to be is very focused on his word if he hasn't come through concerning the people that feel like "Ah, where are you God you answered this person but you haven't answered my own I just want you to be very focused don't complain don't murmur complaining and murmuring separates you from God when you begin to do that you kill your relationship with God You use your own words to kill the manifestation of the answers to your prayers. And there is nothing God can do about that. You will come again the next God will do it again service. And you know the thing about God? He will not change the way that he has chosen to walk. So if you come again the next one, after you have used your own mouth to kill this one, you bring the same prayer points. What will happen? You will start the journey again. So you make it longer. And some people will say, how come it's happening to this person like this and it's not happening to me like that? Did you ever read in the Bible where the Bible says that there was a shorter route to the promised land? Yeah. The Bible says there was a shorter route. But God decided to take them the longer route. Why? Because there'll be too much fighting on that short one. So... He said these people they will return the fight will be so much they will face so much war that they will return so let's take them the longer out. so god has seen you and he knows that you need to be prepared otherwise you will miss the blessing the bible tells us about jesus the son of god they had been prophesying about him for years but you know what By the time Jesus came, the people actually did not recognize him. They didn't know that was it. They were praying for the Messiah to come, but they missed him and they killed the Messiah themselves. What you don't want to do is not recognize the answer to your prayer and ruin it yourself. God is working many things. I don't know which one is working in your life as you are here today. I don't know why he's delaying the manifestation of the answer but he's working something your place is not to be checking to see whether he has done it or not done it or to be frustrated that he has not done it your place is just to keep your eyes on him it is tough and when i say keep your eyes on him you'll be asking me what does that mean is to be studying the word, to just be worshiping him and be prayed so that you will identify that okay god has changed the route he's going in this direction and in the same vein he's walking inside you as he's doing all of these things don't be fixated on the problem don't be fixated on your circumstance as you wait on god you must never allow your circumstance as you wait on god determine who you are or you know the decisions that you make Let the word of God determine the decisions that you make. If your circumstance determines who you are or what decisions you make, you are most likely going to ruin what God is working out in your life. Take your focus off your circumstance. You will miss God if you don't do that. You will miss the answer to your prayers. You will lose that which God is already working out. God is speaking to some people here today. When you thought he had answered, he really had. He really had. Don't let your faith dwindle. Just keep your eyes on him. We can never explain if, if you ask somebody to explain why, you know, it's not happening for you the way that you would like it to. You can put them in a box where they try, but the truth is that, there are some things that we can't explain about God. No matter how hard we try to explain everything. I tell people there are some questions you ask and I say, I don't know the answer. If I knew everything about God, I would be God. But I don't know everything about him. I'm not God. The Bible says his thoughts are very far from our thoughts. So the ones that he does not reveal, I don't know. But the ones that he needs us to know to go forward, he always reveals them so you don't have to be able to explain everything you just need to know that He is working and at this time i want to remind you that god is a perfect timekeeper he will not be one day late in dealing with the manifestation don't go and facilitate the manifestation of the answer to your prayers Don't facilitate it because the process is actually building something inside you. The process is also preparing you. The problem with a lot of us is that we have received blessings or we have received answers to prayers that we were not prepared for so we didn't see them when they came, you know? If you keep watching out, if you keep looking at your circumstances trying to figure out when the answer will manifest, you will destroy even the seed of the answer. I remember when I was very little, I had a garden, a very small garden. And every day, it was so exciting to me, every day, I'll go and look at it. I planted tomatoes, I think. I'll go and look at it. i killed the tomatoes myself because it was taking every day you go and check every day. I did that, I was killing the tomatoes, but no, nothing came out of it. And that's the truth. Sometimes it starts, the answer starts with a seed. You have been waiting so much that you try to tweak it a little so that it will pop out the way it should, and you kill it. Keep your eyes on God. He's working the manifestation of the answer. You thought he was almost there, and then everything scattered again it looks like everything was coming together and then suddenly it went upside down. You've been praying for this person and then suddenly just got worse. But only God knows the way he has chosen to take concerning that person. So God is a perfect timekeeper. He will not be one minute late. He will not be a day late. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. He says, everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun god has a schedule and believe me he watches over his schedule the bible says that you know time and chance happen the truth is god is the orchestrator of time and chance he works them together to accomplish his purpose so that concerning you and i time and chance are not just floating they must meet when they are supposed to meet to bring about the will of God for your life. So God is a perfect time keeper. You know He makes a promise. He goes and then He's watching. Let me tell you another story that interests me: the story of Abraham and Sarah. God came a long time ago. He said Sarah will have a child. Then God goes away. He comes back again. He says. Abraham, you will still have that child of promise. Time is going, No, you know. The same God that is going and coming back and telling Abraham, he could have just done it one of those times. But he said, no. He will go again. In fact, at some point, Abraham was now trying to help God. That's in, you know how sometimes it happens to me, I'll say, mm, so that people won't say this God doesn't answer prayers. You'll be trying to cover up you will be explaining. Abraham said, God, you know what? It's okay. Just let this other Ishmael, let him be the son. God said, ah, no. Sometimes God does those things. You just want him to say, okay, God, if you can just say this, then I will say, okay, you said. And you say, no, I didn't say it. This is what I'm saying. And you are almost embarrassed on his behalf. Yes, because you have said that he said he would do it. So he said, "God, you know what? Ishmael is okay. Let him just be the son." God said, "No, it's not Ishmael." I said that you will have a a son, and the Bible tells us, you know, so accurately in Genesis twenty-one and verse one, he says, "At the uh, point." Please put that scripture on the screen, twenty-one verse one. I love that scripture so much. Genesis 21 and verse 1. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did. No, no, no. This is not the one I'm looking for. Is this King James? Hmm. Sorry. Let me look. Uh, There's one. I like how he says as he had said. No, I, I thought this is the scripture. There's one that says, and at the appointed time. Is that it? Okay, maybe it's the scripture. Maybe I'm thinking of another one. Now, it says, and the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. Uh-huh, it's verse 2. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age. At what time? At what time? Of which God had spoken to him. So every time Abraham prayed, God said, "I answered." He prayed again, God said, "I answered." There was no demon standing in the way, like the one of Daniel. there was a set time. And at the set time, there was the manifestation of the answer. God has a schedule. What you want to know as you keep your eyes on God, as you are focused on him is you are listening to him. You are hearing what he's saying to you. You know, at whatever level, in whichever way he communicates with you, but his communication will not be contrary to his word. The way you, you, you are studying his word, you are communing with him. Full communion. He's talking to you. You are talking to him. You are building your relationship with him. He will tell you where he's at. He'll tell you what is happening. He'll give you, at the very worst, you will have an idea where God is going. And he will keep encouraging you. So all he was doing at the time he kept returning to Abraham When God said to you, at this, God will do it again service, I've answered your prayer. He's encouraging you. He's always there. The Bible says, even when we go through the valley of the shadow of death, he's there with us. As you're going through that difficulty, he'll come again. They'll have another God will do it again service. And he will say, don't worry, I've answered you. He's just keeping you. He's threatening you, waiting for that appointed time. And if you play your part, be certain that God will do his. He always does his. You know, I just said a few minutes ago that it's all part of a big picture. God has an eternal plan that he's working out. And it's a privilege that you are part of that eternal plan. It's a privilege that he considers you important enough to fit you into that puzzle. But you know what I like about God? He's not a user that should give you some confidence. God is not a user. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 that he, 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 he will never. He it, it says without faith, it is impossible for anyone to please God and that those that come to him must believe that he is what? Let's read it together. okay, why do people read the word of God muttering? Let's declare it. Make a declaration. That he's what? He's a rewarder. God is not known to use people and dump them. He's not known. He says, even that the fact that you minister to saints, he takes account of it. And he's not unrighteous to forget it. Can God ever be unrighteous? He can't. It is impossible for him to be unrighteous. So that means even that you serving of the saints or in the house of God or what, you know, whatever you are doing for him, he's taking an account of it and he will remember. So it's important at this time as you wait on God, what you're doing, the state of your mind, your focus is very important. Be careful the things you say. And out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So you, be, you need to be careful what you are thinking as you are waiting on God. So that your mouth will not say the wrong thing. Let me tell you something. When the devil attacks you from outside, it's easy to pray. And you know frustrate the workings of the enemy. But if he's using you to attack you, then there's a major problem because there's nothing anybody can do until you make the decision to be victorious. It's your decision entirely. So the way we respond to this seeming what appears to be disappointment at this time after the service, when you come to church, you hear people giving testimony, and you'll be wondering that. Was I not in that same service? What's going on? I've been praying and then somebody will come and say, as soon as I let you, I just met my husband and you have been praying, praying, praying. You you are so frustrated. But don't worry. God is working it out. He's working it out. And like I said before, every responsibility, every blessing, every new thing that God brings into your life comes with responsibilities. Some people are just not prepared for it at all. But you are blessed. In the time that you are waiting, God is expanding your mind. The process is transforming you. The process is preparing you. Some people just walked out and God decided to take them through the short route. Instead of the long one like the Israelites. They just came out and the blessing was there. And they didn't know how to act. So they missed. Some people have lost their blessing because their mind was not enlarged. The first thing I want to tell you. If you are in that place where God has now blessed you, let me. I know some people that so. For a while, someone I know, her husband left her, and then for she got used to living by herself, but she wanted the man back. She really wanted her marriage back, and then God resolved everything suddenly. The adjustment was really tough for her of not being in charge again. She never prepared her mind for. The coming back. This it, it it can be a problem and you can lose your miracle. And I just use that as an example. If they promote you tomorrow, all the promotion you prayed for during the God will do it service. If they just make you a manager, you need to instantly change your thinking. If you don't assume the responsibilities, you will do so badly that they will have to demote you because you are not fit for that role. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 54, let's turn to Isaiah 54. So even for us, there are some people that the answers have come and they are still confused. The Bible says in Isaiah 54, I'll read from verse 1, it says, sing, O barren, thou that did not bear. He said, "Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you that did not travel with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife," saith the Lord. He says, "Enlarge the place of your tent; let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitation. Spare not, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, because you will break forth on the right and on the seed, on the left." So if you, God is saying that this is what is about to happen to you, you that never had child, He said, "But you need to expand your tent. You need to increase the size. You're about to break forth. So there is a doing on your part to accommodate the blessings of God. If you don't, you may lose the blessing. That's not God's plan. So you that is complaining. That is not happening to you suddenly. The person that it happened to suddenly may have another problem again. You that it has happened to suddenly, are you allowing the expansion of your mind? The Holy Spirit is ready to work with you, to help you expand your mind. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. He wants to prepare you. There's always... There's always room. That's where study, as you spend time with God, as you improve your relationship with God, as you pray in tongues, I like the testimony of the woman that said she started to pray in tongues. It's it's not, it's every believer should speak in tongues. It's the gift of God. You don't pay specially for it. Christ paid the price. As you pray in tongues, your capacity expands. You speak in tongues. You pray in tongues, you pray in tongues. You build up your own self. You, uh, you, you just, what happens, the expansion that happens in the spirit translates to the physical. You go and learn more about what it is that you have stepped into. increasing your knowledge. You know, just let the Holy Spirit guide you as to what to do. Don't just take the blessing and say, oh, they dashed me 200,000 and you have never managed 100,000 before. In, in, before you know it, you have become um, You have gone back to the manager of 50,000 naira because you didn't know how to manage 200,000. So we have to prepare our minds. You that God is taking a while, we thank him as he's working, as you keep your eyes on him. You that happen to suddenly expand, you need to work quickly to allow for that expansion. Now the point is this. All of us are on a journey. The promise is right in front of us. It's a distance away. Where God is taking you is far. You know, let me tell you about the story of the Israelites. You know, they will get to one good place. When they left Marah, it was so hard. The water was so Eventually, God said, okay, take this food, put it in the water, and it became sweet. They drank it. you know what they got immediately after Marah? They got to that place that has how many wells and many palm trees. And I'm thinking, when you knew that place was in front, how about not leaving them in this place with the bitter water? But you know what? Life is a journey. God's ultimate plan for you is somewhere else. So when you have this success, there's another level. You may go through some difficulties again to go through. Don't stand there and get frustrated and say that that is the end. When God has spoken concerning you, he's taking you where he has said he will take you. Different things may unfold on the way, but be certain. Let your eyes be fixed on what God has done for you. Psalm 145 verse fifteen says, the eyes of all wait upon you. Speaking about God. And the psalmist says, you give them their meat in due season. He doesn't fail. He provides the meat in due season. The Bible says in Hebrews 6 and verse 15, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. The Bible says in Psalm 37 verse 37, it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do you know that God answered your prayer? Then rest in him and wait patiently. Patience, When you say I'm patient, it's different from... Patience has to do with the attitude. If you are waiting on God, wait patiently. It's not that you are waiting and you are complaining every day, you are murmuring. Let me tell you what complaining and murmuring does. Do you know what it does? It disconnects you from the promise completely. The Bible says, the children of Israel, see how much God desired to take them to the promised land. He went through so much. To get them out, complaining and murmuring made him kill them in the desert. That thing that God desired so much, that whole generation, it was that generation he took out. The generation did not make it. Don't let the enemy use you against you. That's a terrible thing. Don't find yourself murmuring and complaining. But the truth is, sometimes it does get really tough. The only thing that will keep you from murmuring and complaining is where your focus is. Where are your eyes? Where are your eyes? It's easy to come to church and experience all the power. And you know, everything, there's worship, there's ministration. When you go back to your house and there's no music, there's nothing happening. Can you create that music in your spirit? What do you hear? What voice do you hear? What are you listening to? I want us to bow our heads and, you know, think very deeply. There are some people here, as soon as they left here that day, after having heard the word, they went to different places. Some people have gone on journeys since that day to facilitate the answer of their prayer. But it is God's desire bless us. I want you to talk to God and talk to him very sincerely. If you belong in any of these categories, I want you to just talk to God in the way that you feel is most appropriate for you. Tell him what you want to tell him. Receive strength from him to go on. Receive strength. Tell him. If you just feel weak and, you know, tired, just be honest with him. Don't run away from that thing at the back of your mind because when you go home it will come back and bite you but this evening God is here that's why he sent me here because he wants to give you strength he wants to strengthen you please open your heart to him talk to him it's so wonderful to be here when there are not so when there aren't so many people you can be honest with him if you have started working in the blessing And it looks like you are making mistakes. You've never experienced these things before. Ask him for help too. God will help you. Let's talk to him seriously at this time. God is in this place. He sent me here because he's interested. There's no need for you to run from pillar to post. Don't go anywhere. Anybody comes to call you to go with them too. They say, okay, you have finished that one. You can move on to the next one. But no, don't do that. Talk to God. He's here. He's here. He's here. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. God of glory, we bless and exalt your name. We give you our life, so God. Please, Almighty God, help us. We can't afford to lose anything that is ours, oh God. We don't want to. Everything that is ours, oh God, you gave us because we need it, O oh God, to accomplish the fulfillment of our destiny. Almighty God, I pray that you will strengthen us. Keep us, Almighty God. Everything that is ours that we we'll possess in the name of Jesus. Please strengthen us, O oh God. Let your name be exalted. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.